Welcome to the 14 News Podcast with your host, James Coppert. Hi, hi, hello, Minkies. Ages ago, I promised that I would do a discussion with my partner, Candy. Um, we got together last summer and talk about some of the strange things that have occurred. And um, I finally persuaded her this evening. But before that, I've got some really exciting news. I have been nominated for an award. It's a national award. Um, I'll be on TV if I get put through. I've left it really last minute and it actually closes tomorrow. Um, what's the day? Is it the 18th tomorrow? Um, Friday the 18th of May. So it'd be really lovely if some of you wanted to just vote for me. There, there are people that are celebrities and influencers who will literally have hundreds and thousands of uh, nominations. I've got, I think, 139 at the moment. Um, but if you want to go on there, and uh, I'm down there as a role model for um, people with disabilities due to my ADHD and being lecturing and doing lots of training for organisations and things about that, and just being very proud of the fact that I have it. So, um, yeah, if you want to go there, I will leave a link in the bio and you can go click on it and just spend two minutes. I would be really, really grateful. Um, not because I want the glory, but it'll just give me a bigger platform to continue doing what I'm doing and make some positive changes to a condition that is so often discriminated against negatively. The outcomes for most people with ADHD are actually quite negative. So that's, yeah, if you could do that, that'd be amazing. Uh, we're gonna get into the interview, but before I do that, it's not an interview, it's gonna be a discussion. Before I do that, I'm just gonna leave you with this. The 14 Film Festival is a new celebration of cinema, created by people who have a passion for all things weird and paranormal. The current season is now open for submissions. Get involved if you're a filmmaker that has a penchant for poltergeists and adores aliens, or if you're a producer devoted to demonology with a soft spot for sci-fi. The deadline <laughs> for submissions to this IMDb-approved festival is fast approaching. Go to www.fortianfilmfestival.com to submit your film or buy tickets, if you dare. <laughs> yeah, go to the 14filmfestival.com. It's in the first week of September, the first week of September, starting on Friday evening, all through Saturday. There's going to be loads of other events on the side. I'll be there. It'd be great to come and meet you, some of you guys, have a chat, um, have a cup of tea, and all those lovely things, and talk about all the weird and wonderful things that go on in the world. So get your tickets now. 14filmfestival.com we're really proud partners it's a really special lovely event lovely community and well worth your time go check it out now so as promised I have brought Candy Gobbold onto the show that is her voice at the start doing the intro 
one of her many talents is voiceover artist. She's also an amazing musician. Um, they're bringing out an amazing album soon. And I'm not just saying that because she's my partner. It really is generally incredible. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. And um, I thought we'd introduce kind of how we met first. And uh, as it's a little 14, isn't it? And then kind of go into some of the strange experiences that have occurred recently. So I suppose we, we originally met when you were a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, when I was uh, like 15, yeah. 15, 16, um, at, um, at secondary school. And uh, you, you, were a, you were a youth worker, as you, st- you still are. Um, and you came in to school and recorded my first demo. So I think you, you put on a, a concert at school. Um, and my friend Susie and I performed at that gig. And then I think you... It was after that that you um, you offered to record record my first demo, which was really really exciting. Um, and then I think we we lost touch for kind of many years. I think we decades, decades, yeah, literally decades. I moved to London, um, and then it was just last year we reconnected via your podcast. I was I I was listening to it and I saw you posting about it on Instagram, and. Um, yeah, I I had I think you were you kind of put put out a sort of question and answer sort of thing, and you said you know if anyone's got any questions, um, you want me to answer on the show, and I was like, well, actually, I have had a bit of a funny experience <laughs> that I wanted to talk about, um, which you very kindly uh, answered on the show, and um, I remember messaging you afterwards and going, thank you so much, like thank you so much for your, <laughs> you know, you just you you kind of spoke about it for a long time, and it was just yeah. It was it was very interesting. Um, and then that just began a conversation back and forth, didn't it? Yeah. And didn't really stop. Yeah. Exactly. So t- tell us a bit about that experience. So where, where were you staying? <laughs> so I was staying at a friend's um, place in Norfolk. Um, and it's it's this really, really old wooden watermill. Um, so, yeah, a few hundred years old. Um and I, I mean, go, just going into that place, I, I, I had a good feeling, but I also had a slightly sort of, I, I could just sense, you know, sense something. But I've not, I've not really had many kind of, yeah, 14 experiences or, you know, I haven't, I think before that, I've, I've never kind of seen anything. I've, you know, I've not really even heard anything. I've just, or maybe I have, and I just, you know, it kind of went over my head. Were you sceptical before? I've always been quite open. I think I've always I've always been quite open about um, about yeah letting let you know letting myself experience things and see things or hear things. But I just I guess I've always been a bit scared as well and a bit sort of nervous about seeing something. You know, um, I always get worried about that idea of kind of like a full like a ghost appearing as a kind of a full person, apparition, yeah. an apparition, and I think. The thing that scares me about that is that if I saw that kind of apparition in my house that looks like a natural person, I'd be thinking, why is there a person in my house? And I'd be quite scared at that point. <laughs> but I've never actually, yeah, I've never actually um, really had had any experiences before this. Um, but yeah, so I was staying there and um, I was just in the spare room and I was just, I mean, each night I stayed there, I really struggled to sleep. Um and it was about four o'clock in the morning 
Um, I was awake, of course. And um, I just sort of started hearing what, what sounded like footsteps um, sort of walking above me. Um, and above me was sort of the stair, the stair area, uh, the stairwell. And it just sounded like someone was walking up and down the stairs. And I thought, oh, it's, you know, it's probably just the neighbours. And um, But then, so that the noise stopped and then about half an hour later, the exact same sound. But it, you know, it was just really, really similar to what I'd heard, what I'd heard half an hour previously. It was like every little creak, you know, I could I just... Was it specifically, like very specifically, someone walking down the stairs, it couldn't be mistaken for something else? I, I really think it was, yeah. Someone walking up and down the stairs, just the the creak of it, and the mm. you know, the quite slow, quite. But it was just exactly the same as um, the previous, um, the previous, the first time I heard it, and then it happened again the next the next morning. So as very, well. it's kind of residual in the same time period. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it yeah. was. Um, yeah, specific time period. So around four o'clock in the morning, and then you know. I can't remember if the second the second night I heard it a second time, but yeah, um, and that you know, I, I just I just felt like it was kind of un, unmistakably you know something. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't the neighbour, and I did ask, you know. Um, so you did you did a little bit of research afterwards, didn't you? So after we connected, you did a bit of research and found out from previous owners that had lived there. Mm, yeah, had yeah. had had more than that experience so they had had that similar experience of the residual footsteps yeah absolutely so yeah it turned out that it kind of tied in with what other people had experienced there that there was um uh um you know possibly a miller or you know somebody who who lived there and a miller in a mill that's yeah i know that's crazy (laughs) bizarre (laughs) um but yeah uh somebody who they, they just heard kind of the walking up and down the stairs um also um because the downstairs of the mill was actually a restaurant at one point um people had kind of gone to, gone to the toilets which they had to sort of walk up walk mm. up the stairs um the sort of the the lower staircase and they'd actually seen a person on the stairs a full apparition and and yeah. do you know anything what he looked like or who he could have been um i, I think it was an old I don't know, like, a, um, I can't remember if it was, like, wearing a suit or something like that, like an old kind of, yeah, it was, like, old attire, um, yeah. And how, yeah. was there any description of the person himself, was it, like, age or...? I think, yeah, just an, an older man. Which would um, explain kind of the slow, careful footsteps then. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, so I, when I, when I was sort of walking up that stairwell, that lower stairwell, I I would always get a bit of a, a funny feeling after hearing that story, mm. um, but I never, I never saw anything. But yeah, it was really just the, um, just the noises, mm. you know. And um, and I, I was, I was sort of sleeping quite lightly, you know. And it did, it did wake me up, and I was like, oh god, there it is again, you know. <laughs> what is that? See, I always find with residual, sometimes it's linked to a specific story. You know, there's, there's certain uh, places in America where every year they have campouts and they hear. Um, gunshots and then the door opening and someone walking in or there's um, there's a, a place in the UK where someone died on the stairs and on the anniversary every year you hear mm. this boy tumbling down the stairs so it does always make me kind of intrigued as to what that journey was for that miller on the yeah. stairs at four in the morning that was so 
yeah. um, if whatever whatever your theory you believe in bleeds mm. into our parallel time. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Why? Why did that stay? Why is yeah. that here? You know, was it that? I don't know. He could have. He could have been old and mm. dying and yeah. going, taking that last trip down the stairs, or he could have, you know, it could it could have been anything really, just something very significant that was happening in his life yeah. at that point. Something significant, yeah, something significant that bleeds over. Whether he maybe it was the last time he was saying goodbye to his mill, or, yeah. or like you said, he you know walked downstairs and passed away, or yeah. he was you know having a heart attack and trying to get help. We yeah. we, we don't know, but it's it's yeah. fascinating without. Yeah. kind of digging more into that history and past it's, it's difficult to know yeah there's a lot of history about the place on online as well um it's called uh, Loddon Mill um in Norfolk and it's um yeah it's I think it's an Airbnb I think there's, a, there's an Airbnb thing going on there as well oh, at the amazing. moment so you can actually go and stay there um but yeah there's a lot of history and on online and there's also you know the wills and um lots of kind of you know really old documents um, from previous mill mill owners and and stuff. It's really, really cool, actually. Beautiful place, yeah. Very beautiful as well. Very beautiful place, right on the water. Um, but, yeah, it's very interesting, really interesting. The fly just uh, flew over the mic, if anyone wonders what that sound was. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little... Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, so we, we, we kind of we connected from that show and you were living in London and I was up up north and we um, just continued to communicate and you happened to then be in Scarborough um, and we met a couple of times, just purely as friends. Yeah. And um, then I came down London to go to a match mm. and visit, visited you. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, we're, we're both originally from London, aren't we? So yeah. Yeah. we've got connections there. And um, and then I came down again the week after, hoping to get another ticket, which didn't happen. But then, mm. and that was that. And then, yeah, it just all happened from there, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's been lovely ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you came, you came and stayed for a week before you moved up here um, at my house. Mm. Tell me, tell me about. I kind of warned you about some of the experiences. Mm at my house yeah and you you, yeah. you definitely had some specific on the top floor like like a lot of people do yeah um I think there was this this one um yeah I think it was when I was in bed and I think you were downstairs and there was no one else on that floor and I just kind of heard this on the door on yeah. your bedroom door yeah and I was like hello <laughs> you know Aggie, James, who's there? No answer. <laughs> and then um, I can't remember if I waited for you to sort of come up because I was just quite happy not to get out of bed at that point. <laughs> just like turn the TV up. Mm. <laughs> it's probably nothing. Um, yeah, and, and it turned out that, yeah, you, you were nowhere near and no one was upstairs and I was sort of wondering what that was. Um, yeah, that was quite... Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the door... Uh flung open at one point oh well, yeah almost like yeah when you were I think you sent something didn't you when you were a bit sensitive and then the door flew open almost too yeah yeah it was a yeah purposely yeah it yeah your door has done that before it just sort of kind of swings open yeah um and it does do that if, it, if it's if you leave it but it's a very gentle yeah 
opening, not not a full blown swing. But no, yeah. If you remember, I was actually um, I was on the phone to you, wasn't I, once when when you were still in London, and there was there was knocks on the bathroom door. Oh yeah. Very clear yes. knocks. Yes, yeah, that's right. Not yeah. just a. You know, oh, the, what what could that be? It was yeah. very much knocks on the yeah. bathroom door. And you were like, "Did you hear that?" I was like, "Yeah, I did actually from 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 here." Even on the phone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was in the bath, and and I went, to, I was alone in the house just for for the listeners to know. I thought potentially it could have been the cat, mate, rubbing, but I opened mm. the door, the cat wasn't there. Um, and, and these type of things happen a lot when when I have a guest, uh, particularly on the top floor, it um, it almost mocks. And I think if you are a little bit scared, it does it more, whatever it is. Mm. Um, we we did have a lot more. There's certain things I've, n- I've never actually told from the beginning of, of that house in terms of one story when when Charlie... Well, no, it's when Aggie was little. We'd stripped, stripped the bedroom and there was um, nothing in the bedroom at all apart from the cot. And I came out the room, went downstairs, and when I came back... Underneath the cot was a load of keys. That's very strange. And very strange. I don't know where where they've come from. There was a mm. bunch of maybe four or five different keys. Mm. Um, didn't they weren't there before? I'd hoovered the floor. Mm. I don't know where they came from. And and all I imagine is someone else has gone. Where's my keys gone? And they all jotted there at once. Mm. Um, but also we we had. I was wrapping someone's birthday presents and it started off at certain times of the year when we first moved in that house where this poltergeist activity would occur. So at certain times of the year, there'd be a, a strong smell of cigarettes and cat pee. This mm. was before we had a cat and it would appear for, for kind of in September every year for a week and then just vanish. That's and strange. I remember um, I sent something that was in, in the bedroom. We Actually, when, when we first moved in, we wanted to put Charlie in the top floor. And I said, no, he's not going in there because there's something something there. Mm. We, we wanted the, the middle, middle bedroom, but the top floor. I just sensed there was something there. Mm. And I didn't want Charlie to experience that, um, being a small child. Mm. And, yeah, I was in there and, and like, I looked up and... Thought, what's I just felt someone there, and the carrier bag just went in the air and just lifted across legs. Someone was holding it and pulling it across. So yeah. Um, which I just thought was really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, you know, knocks on the door. Um, what we had, you know, as I said, for some reason, children have been terrified of that top floor. So when we had um, Charlie and Aggie's auntie and uncle staying when they were little, mm. um, Jack. Literally, he'd probably hate me for saying this, <laughs> pooed his pants because he was too scared to even ask to go to the toilet, even really? even with mm. with an adult with him because he was so scared of that top floor. Mm. Um, Charlie, whose bedroom was underneath, used to hear just someone walking about again, mm. very clear, distinct footsteps until we brought someone in and that, that stopped. Mm. But then it was almost as if we got rid of whatever that was there and a new character poltergeist occurred, um, which took over the entire house and was more mischievous and playful mm. than whatever that was. A, a distinctly different character than the one that kind of occurred at certain periods throughout the year, mm. apart from the footsteps. Like, it was definitely trapped up there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll bring, I'll, one day I might tell the whole story of uh, how we got rid of that and the people we brought in and the experience. In fact, I'd like to interview them. Um, they're quite well known, but they're, they're quite poorly at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope I will get to, get to interview them because they're amazing people. Yeah, that would be really interesting. And um, yeah, so so yeah, that was interesting. The, the, I suppose the biggest thing that happened recently in that house was the the toilet seat fiasco. So, um, I was I was working downstairs alone in the house. The toilet seat was up, and there was a huge bang. And we're talking more than an inch and a half. The toilet seat is away from from the toilet if it's level. So that's quite a strong it's a heavy toilet seat and it's leaning against the the cistern and it just flung down really hard Mm. and I went up there and I I shook the toilet I jumped about I uh, shook it forward shook it left and right banged on the walls jumped about on the floor there's there's no way Mm. to move that and it's never occurred before and it was not just a it was a like someone had flung it down in anger which was interesting Mm, yeah but you you've had some experiences in this house this house doesn't have anything in this Mm. is we're in we're recording in your house at the moment there's nothing in this house Mm. but you've had some experiences Mm. i can't remember yeah what experiences i've had here i i don't feel i've had oh oh you're talking about yeah when i saw when I saw you coming through the door, well, I, well, I couldn't see you. I heard you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember if I was in the lounge or was I upstairs in in my bedroom. Yeah. I think you said you were in you were in your bedroom. Yeah, I think I was in my bedroom, and I just heard the kind of, you know, very familiar sounds of you and Aggie coming through the door, which is the jangle of the keys. The, the key turning in the lock, the door going shh because it kind of scrapes along the carpet, shh, you know the inner door, um, and I, I could have sworn I heard voices as well. Um, it could have been the neighbour, but the neighbour's sound is a lot more muffled because it's next door, and it just I just was totally fully expecting to see you, you know. I was like, oh you know James is here so I kind of like got up and went to the landing and I was like ah (laughs) there's no one there which was quite strange um yeah um but that's I think that's kind of there was the one one other thing I can't explain that it's um quite odd yeah because the the neighbor I mean I I barely the neighbors are so quiet like Mm. in terms of the sound Mm. coming through the walls it's you know um and, and you 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 were certain at the time that it was actually my voice that you heard. Yeah, yeah. But I think you've you've had that with other people though, haven't you? Like people have seen yeah. you in places that you've haven't been. Yeah, I told and... I can't remember if I told it on this show, but I I I did go on Jim Harold's campfire um yeah. and, and talk about the time so if if people have heard this before I apologise, but there was a time where so Wood End in in Scarborough, um I used to have an office there which was owned by the Sitwells and one of the Sitwell family, uh, there's loads that went on there as well, which is it was not a whole, probably a whole different podcast to do on that. But interestingly, the, um, one of the Sitwells wrote the first ever book on Poltergeist, which is, which is fascinating in itself. But um, as always, I was late for work, and um, Kyle, Kyle had arrived before me. 
And um, but when when I, I did arrive, he looked really shocked, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What's what's the matter, Carl?" He's like, "Have you just arrived?" I was like, "You've just seen me pull up. Of mm-hmm. course, I've just arrived." And he was like, "What? Just now?" I was like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. I was like, "What's you know? Is Kyle still on something from last night? You know?" <laughs> um, and he was like, "I've just seen you like grinning manically in the window and waving at me." So he'd seen me and we even waved back at the the office window. Now, that on its own, you could just go, all right, it was kind of, you know, dreaming or whatever. But then I happened to bump into Nathan in the supermarket and we were talking about Woodend and I told him that story and he stood open-mouthed. And Nathan was like, I, I don't believe that. I've never told you this, James. I was like, what? I said, he came into Woodend to... to um, with Josh so there were two witnesses both of them they went to see Jenny Stamford the boss and said uh, there's someone uh, we've, we've, we've come to see James and, uh, and and Jenny said well he's he's not here he's on holiday this week I think I was even abroad mm. and they're like no he is here we've just seen him and they're like no no he's definitely away he's like no we've both just seen him he just waved at us in the window and um, so they believed so it enough for, for Jenny to get the keys, go upstairs, <laughs> unlock the door, put the code in, mm. and obviously found it completely empty. Mm. So that's three people that, that saw that there. And then um, as well, my, my friend Sarah, he, she texts me going, have you, have you just got a new car, James? Mm. I was like, no, no. What? I've just seen you in a blue car and you waved at us. And then a week <laughs> later, I, I, um, my car like engine went and I got a new blue car. Mm. Oh, right. So it's... Yeah, um, I wonder what, what the explanation for that could be. It's very... Uh, it's strange, yeah. yeah. There's, and there's few other people. I've said, oh, I've just seen you. And like, no, you haven't. Mm. <laughs> you know, you've seen me in places that I haven't been. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it's, maybe I'm astrally projecting. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. I think I've people have said that about me before, but I think they just see somebody who looks familiar. Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> Do not look like... <laughs> <laughs> Just someone with a fringe, <laughs> with brown hair. That's pretty much as far as the similarity goes, James. <laughs> I, I did send you a bit. It's Sorry, this is a personal joke this morning where... Um, James keeps saying I look like Lorraine Kelly. I did, I did send you a picture <laughs> this morning <laughs> of a very young Lorraine Kelly. Yeah. And there was a similarity, you've got to admit. Yeah. You yeah. need to put that picture on the... Uh, <laughs> the podcast this this episode of the podcast for everybody i'll <laughs> be like what's that <laughs> it is peculiar as to to what it is now you know in wood end that there was mm. you know they've they've got um it's, it's a really old building um one of the sitwells i forget his name i apologize but he, he went missing he went on holiday in the alps and was went missing Mm. Um, I think I've told the story before where I was packing away some equipment at half nine at night mm. um, in there. So I'd, I'd done a workshop um, and then brought the equipment back. And there was a man in tweed in the um, corridor, which was, you know, peculiar, but there was a lot of kind of, um, it's an art, arts building, so there's a lot of different people in there and it, it wouldn't have looked too out of place to see someone like that. And I said hello to him. Uh, and he completely ignored me and I was like that's rude and then he just turned and walked straight through the wall and um, <laughs> I, I remember telling the next day I was telling telling Jenny Stanford this and and she was like well that's funny you should say that because <laughs> the other and, and Jenny was she's a workaholic and she was working till about 10 at night 
and she happened to um, walk. She was walking up the corridor, and she felt a little nervous because it was ten at night, mm. and there was a man looking through the glass at the door at the end of the corridor to her. Mm. So she felt quite uncomfortable, and she was kind of preparing herself for um, some sort of you know conversation. Mm. Um, and she opened the door and there was no one there and, and there was mm. nowhere that person could have gone in the, the time that she opened the door, you know, mm. the, the other corridors. Mm. Uh, the other doors were open and they're on a slow swing as well. So if we've gone through any of the mm. doors, it would have been picked up. Um, yeah, and, and there's also CCTV footage. that So all the lights are, are triggered. They're, they're not, there's no light switches, they're all triggered. And there's mm. someone seemingly walked through the building. So the lights come on in each corridor. On oh, the floors. Really? Oh wow. And they had CCTV footage, which would be great if they put it on YouTube or something of of um a cleaner walking out the lift and a figure walking straight through her. Yeah. So it's oh, um wow. yeah. And she and yeah, she she, you know, clearly saw a person, but it, yeah. then that would have come up on CCTV as well if there had actually been a person there. Potentially, you know. but it doesn't always do that, which is peculiar. Mm. So you, you could have ten people witness something and it doesn't always come up on and maybe again, it's it's a conscious. But that's what I mean. Like it's it, you know, if if a, if it was a natural person, mm. a natural, you know, um, then that would have come upon. Well, CCTV. yeah, we well, so I, I I did a speak to the office because mm. um, they were fascinated, mm. and they 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 played the CCTV footage and they clearly they saw me stood and go, oh hello, you could see me kind of see someone and look and then stand there and look confused. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was funny. So oh, that right. yeah, yeah. So that didn't. Um, and what what's also really interesting is the cleaner who who on this on the footage you you actually see a figure walk through her. Mm. Um, that cleaner didn't see someone, wow. which is equally interesting. I want to see that footage. Yeah, Although, yeah, yeah. Creep me out a bit, but it's a really it's a creepy <laughs> building. It's a really well. Creepy I haven't building. been there since I was a kid. This is a Wood End Museum, right? Yes. So it used to be a museum. Yeah, you're yeah. correct. Yeah. So they left. So the Sitwells, who were a very famous poet, um, writers, and cr- film critiques and mm. art critiques, donated it to Scarborough. Now it's a it's an arts building, but yeah, yeah. I did, loved it when it was a museum. Did you Did you have any feelings when you were there? Yeah, definitely. As a as a child, yeah. Going into that place, um, it yeah, it just always felt a bit a bit weird. And I mm. remember sort of, I would you know sometimes sort of lag behind a little bit um, from everyone else because I was sort of looking at this you know weird and wonderful <laughs> kind of exhibition of taxidermied woodland creatures, <laughs> yeah. and you know and looking at the terrapins and I had like a little terrapin section and just yeah. Um, I went a lot, you know, a lot with my, 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 my parents took me and yeah, I just, yeah, definitely felt something. I don't know what it was, but I, I think, yeah, kind of being on your own there, you sort of, yeah, can't really describe the feeling, but it's it's definitely something there. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's what's got the, the butler staircase, which is um, Mm. infamous. So people have the office there often hear. Some mum opening doors and walking up and down there as well. Mm. That's that's really interesting. Mm. And then there's what used to be the nursery upstairs, which oh, wow. I, I I feel really uncomfortable in. What whatever that reason is, oh, it's, really? yeah. yeah, it might be interesting to um, is to the, do a show there one day. Is the nursery um, was that the the upstairs bit that was you know where they had all the sort of dinosaur bit like the sort of dinosaur um, pictures and 
Is that no, the that's, bit? so that's that's that will be the landing where the um, cleaner walk ah, okay. through. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that I yeah, think I it was probably sealed off at that time. The nursery. Yeah. It was probably just an office space. I think. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so it's I've probably never been in there. But very strange. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to go and have a walk around. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure they'd be well up for. Um, maybe we could do a show in there and recording and, and do something. That'd maybe. be great. Yeah. 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 And and next to that is is now a, it's a Buddhist center. So um, it's interesting the crescent in Scarborough because it was it was bombed in the First World War, mm. and there's still shell holes in all the walls. And mm. but there were these grand buildings, and next to it, what used to be a BBC studio, um, it's now a Buddhist center. And uh, again, this is, I don't think I've told you this story. I don't think I've told it on air, where um, there was there was some people doing building work when it was being renovated in their basement. And it actually ended up in a fight because um, they put on, like, the bandsaw and it's dangerous, but someone will pull the plug out and they say, right, yeah, very funny. Mm. And he put the he put the saw on again and, and the power tools and they pull the plug out and say, like, right, you, I'm having enough, you know, I've had enough now. It's not funny anymore. Mm. Give up. And the other guy's like, it, it wasn't me. He's like, yeah, whatever, just stop it. <laughs> and at the third time, um, they ended up like arguing and he's like it's not me and he's like it's not funny just stop it and they ended up actually fighting mm. um f- physically <laughs> and <laughs> one of the guys stormed out because he, he's like he'd been assaulted basically for something he hadn't done or claimed he hadn't done and um it was only when the they they put the um thing you know that you start working again the plug was pulled out again mm. And he was alone that he realised there was something else going on. Um, I, I um, yeah, so I went in there, I was meeting someone, um, doing a one-to-one session to, with a young man that, that needed a lot of support. And um, I was just waiting for him there. And this this gentleman with a top hat and a very posh, almost dinner suit walked in, stood there, all the flyers that were on the side like blew across the floor and then I I looked down to pick them up and when I looked up he was gone. Um wow. Yeah, that's an interesting place as well. Mm. I, I they, they I have asked to go in to do mm. some investigation work, but they were because of what it is now, they were quite reluctant. Mm. But uh but yes, two two buildings, the the wood end and the Buddhist center, all like next door to each other, basically. Yeah, and they're both made of limestone with a high metal. Yeah. Like um, you actually see the metal within the mm. the limestone glistening, so it's oh. it's um, which is uh, you know infamous for paranormal activity. Oh right, okay. But, I, didn't um, I used to live on a, a street called Limestone Road. All right. It was all limestone walls. Mm. Mm. Um, Did you have any activity there? Um, not that house. No. Mm, I can't really think. I'm not that anything that I can think of right now. But, but it's a, you know magnetic fields, mm. obviously within the the you know Mark limestone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, and you're really tired. So I'm not going to keep you too long. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're falling asleep. <laughs> what James rambles on. No, um, you've got a very relaxing voice, James. It's um, yeah. We we went so what one of the the actual main reason we're doing this, <laughs> which we're getting to, yeah. you know, three hours in. Yeah, um, we had a, a a little trip, didn't we? Which yes. ended up with some uh, 
Yes, we had a lovely trip. A strange experience. So first of all, it was interesting actually because we we went to Lindisfarne. Mm. The Holy Island. And you had some expectations Mm. that some paranormal activity would occur, didn't you? Yeah, well I just, yeah, my first kind of expectation about going to Lindisfarne was that I would have, um, you know, a, a sort of maybe a bad feeling or a sense of, you know, what went on there and when the Vikings invaded and there was that massacre, you know, they massacred all the monks and um, pillaged all of their um, their, their ritueries. Um, and, but actually I had the, the complete opposite mm. feeling, you know, actually I felt this sort of golden warmth and this, this kind of happiness on that island and it was just, it's an amazingly beautiful place um, when you kind of drive across mm-hmm. the um drive across what's they call, what do they call it the causeway the causeway yeah and with the the kind of the tide out on both sides and these kind of low kind of heavy clouds you know and just oh just stunning really stunning um but yeah once on the mm-hmm. island just had this really lovely lovely feeling um and um sense of tranquility wasn't it it was it was really tranquil and um, walking around that those old abbey ruins um there was just yeah just a a very lovely feeling there um which you know i wasn't sort of um wasn't really expecting so yeah it came you know came away from that you know it was really 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 good um but then we yeah, we stayed in uh, a sort of little village, which was about thirty minutes away, um, and we put it into. It's meant to be. It was meant to be, yeah, um, and we put the address into the sat nav, um, and it was really quite out in the sticks, wasn't it? I mean, it was you know, and it was dark um, by that point. It was so over the just, border, wasn't it, in Scotland? Yeah, it was over the Scottish border, um, um, and yeah we um we sort of were driving around in the dark for quite a long time and then we we kind of turned up at the place that the sat nav was telling us the airbnb was um and there was just nothing yeah. there was nothing there you know it was and, a proper country dark back road yeah with just farmhouses and not yeah. much else there was a little bit of of unease um i have to admit i was sort of feeling a bit like oh i quite like to get to our destination now you know um but then we yeah, we. I think we sort of drove a bit further down, and then we 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 kind of stopped just outside this house, um, which the house was kind of set far back, um, and there was sort of like a driveway. So we just kind of like pulled in slightly to the driveway, and just, you know, I mean, to Had be to figure out our bearings, didn't we? Yeah, we were just figuring out our bearings. I mean, to be fair, we kind of were facing the car into the kind of driveway, so, you know, the people in the house must have thought, oh, I wonder who that is, but. Anyway, um, yeah, we were just sort of looking at our phones, trying to figure it out, and then very suddenly this woman appeared at the window. <laughs> yeah. Um, seemed very, very lovely, this grey-haired Scottish woman. But it was almost from out of nowhere, because mm. it was quite a walk from the yeah. the house to the car. Yeah, yeah. And we hadn't seen her. No. And we just stopped to look at the, the phone for a matter of seconds to work out our bearings, hadn't we? Yeah. So... Yeah. And she just appeared at the window. She just appeared, yeah. We're not saying she was anything. an apparition or anything, no, but it was very odd. peculiar. It was odd, it was odd. And um, you sort of rolled down the window and were like, oh, hello, and she was like, oh, hi. Um, I was, I was, oh, we're sorry, we're sorry. We're just, um, we're a bit lost, actually. And, and we're, we're looking for our Airbnb. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if you 
you know, you know, you, you know where we need to go. And then she actually just came out with the name of it and she said, it's not by any chance... Um, Blink Bonnie... Blink Bonnie Cottage yeah. that you're looking for. And, um, and we were like, yeah, that's the one, that's the one. And she said, well, it's just, um, if you take this road back and then about half a mile up the road and that will be there on the left. And, okay, brilliant, you know. She said, I, I thought you were, you were my son. Yeah, I thought you were my son. Should I, you know, come out and come out and greet you, kind of thing? And um, we were like, well, sorry, you know, sorry to disturb you. So then we, you know, we we drove off in the direction that she, um, the direction she gave us, and then we approached, you know, we approached this kind of little place, but it definitely wasn't it. It was like some kind of farm. storage, yeah, yeah, or like a farm sort of storage place. It definitely wasn't, you know, there was no sign on it that said Blink Bonnie, like nothing. Um, and then, yeah, that was, that was really odd. And then eventually we, we managed to find it, but it was about 30 minutes away from where yeah, we were. Yeah, so, so we had to, um... Another 30 minutes. We had to, instead of doing the sat-nav with the, uh, postcode, hmm. we, we just put in the actual village we were staying in separately and thought we would find it from the description. Yeah. And it was a long, yeah, it was another half an hour yeah. away. Along some dark, dark country roads again. Yeah. Um. Just such... A peculiar, weird experience. It just doesn't make sense yeah. how she knew where we were staying, and then to to re- you know, if if it was just a strange thing with the sat nav, because we were annoyed as well. It's like, well, this must happen all the time if she knows mm. where it is. Mm. So why haven't they put it? And then the lady who who was so lovely, who who'd run there, she's like, I've never had that be- before. Yeah, I've never got, heard yeah. of it. Everyone gets gets straight here. Yeah, when we got to the actual Airbnb, she said "There's, we've never had any problems. So it was so strange. And, and also, sorry to interrupt you with it, yeah. but we, we'd put the sat-nav from Google Maps and because that wasn't working, we tried it with the car one as well and it still, yeah, still... took us to the same place and yeah. separate sat-navs. And you'd think, like, if somebody knew the name of it, that it would be really, really local, yeah. you know, so, yeah, where exactly where she said it would be. You know, Blink Bonnie. Oh yeah, Blink Bonnie Cottage. We get loads of um, people trying to look for that. It's just up the road. But actually, this was like a really long way. There's, there's really no way that she would have, yeah, you know, really been in touch way, with right. anyone like that. Um, so that was really quite odd and a kind of yeah, bit of a weird feeling. But we can't can't really explain it, can no. we? It's just it's just a strange one. Um, but yeah, but we stayed in this really really gorgeous village. Um, uh, just over the border, and um, and then we had a little bit of an odd experience. Well, you had an odd experience. I didn't see. Like, yeah. Was it raining or? Yeah, it was raining, and um, we were driving this, around this trying to find somewhere to eat. Of a battle, wasn't it? And yeah. um, famous document was signed. I can't remember. I should have done research before I just started recording, but. <laughs> yeah. But now I just saw I saw um, two arms kind of walk walk out, but there was no, nothing attached to them, and it vanished at the side of the road. Yeah, we were kind of just driving around, weren't we? Mm. And, um, um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, you, you were just like, did you see that? I was like, no, mm. I didn't. I didn't. You know, you know, and you were like, yeah, some some something. Some arms have just come out over the wall. Yeah, like I expected a person to follow, and and they didn't. Yeah. Um, it could have been a trick of the light or something, but they definitely looked like that to me at first, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then the next day, on the way home, um, we we went, we had a lovely drive through all the border towns, had some breakfast. Mm. Um, it was beautiful. Yeah. And then we stayed at a place in Northumberland. Not, we didn't stay, we visited 
Belsay Castle. That was it. Yeah, Belsay Castle, I think. Belsay Castle and Gardens. Belsay? Yeah. Yeah, and it was... Um, that was amazing. So that's an English heritage, um, sort of a big, big manor house. So, um, and then attached to that um, was like an old um, castle. So the, the the castle, which is sort of half in ruins, mm. but really, really beautiful because it's actually, you know, part of it, it still has the roof on. So you can actually go in and walk up the stairs and there's probably about five, four or five floors. Yeah. But really kind of, you know, small stairwells and um we were lucky because it was absolutely peeing down with rain wasn't it yeah and and so we were the only people there which was nice yeah 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 it was um it was amazing so so that uh, that 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 castle was the the original building um that the 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 ancestors of that um that that aristocratic family lived 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 in Mm. um and then as the generations kind of went on i think one of the sons you know, thought oh, I don't want to live in this old castle anymore. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm going to build another house just over there. Of the Greek um, villa, didn't he? It's like a, yeah, very very influenced by yeah that kind of Greek, you know, big pillars and mm. um, and when when we visited uh, that part, it was it's still being renovated and everything. And yeah, they're doing it up, aren't they? Yeah, so it was still very much in its kind of like skeleton form. But yeah, um, so in order to get from the sort of main new house to the old castle, you had to go through, um, well, the, the one of the owners had made a, a, like a quarry. Yeah, so the stones like that... quarried it out. Yeah, the stones know. that he built this this Greek villa with yeah. had just quarried through yeah. the this rock surface but but yeah. purposely then created this amazing yeah. garden walk, didn't it? Was, yeah. It was beautiful. It, it was absolutely incredible, this, this walk to... Um, to the castle and it, as, as James said it was just it was just the two of us um, barely anyone else around it was sort of raining and you know it was like big kind of stones you know massive massive rock up the side and then you're kind of just wandering through this beautiful habitat like you know and I certainly I, I did get like a kind of I don't know there was just something about that place that mm. felt you know a little bit it was it was very kind of secluded and you know, um, and then when we actually got to the car the the castle, um, again we were the only ones looking around it, weren't we? Yeah. Um, and I remember we kind of got into the main the sort of main what would have been the main hall, um, and we were we were just kind of taking pictures and. Um, and I I've been trying to ask I did some recordings tonight asking yeah. some people to. You know, to see if we can get some EVPs, which were un- unsuccessful, yeah. but had been kind of commun- trying to communicate with whatever, yeah, just yeah. to see if we could gather anything, but we didn't. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I stopped recording. You stopped recording, and then I think you you said something like, you know, how is anyone is anyone here? And then we just heard this uh, kind of weird noise, didn't we? And yeah. I was like. It's, anyone else here <laughs> and it was it was very specifically a male vo- yeah. it was male vocal cords it was it wasn't wind or something it was unmistakably yeah a moan yeah wasn't it yeah, you yeah, know yeah. it did sound interesting like yeah it did sound like it was a human moan yeah. male yeah human moan yeah and that was actually when we were on the, the ground the sort of ground floor i think it was and then obviously after that, we we then explored the other floors, which by this point, oh, after hearing that, I was just getting a bit, 
<laughs> like I did not want to be in. I just didn't want to be in there. And I wanted like, to be in there even more. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to be in there, and I was like, okay, that's kind of that spooked me a bit. And then you were kind of hiding in, like. Well, we saw that we saw that there were some more people coming <laughs> coming up the drive, so we knew that some more people were coming in, didn't we? James decided that he would then proceed to make funny noises in, and hide from people. Um, and that was quite funny to, to spook them. <laughs> but um, L- Last year, I, I was at, um, I've forgotten his name, I was at this castle and um, near Nottingham. I can't remember, I love this place. <laughs> you know, um, Aggie was, was coming around the corner, so I hid under the stairs in this absolute darkness. And I thought Aggie was coming, but she didn't. But I, th- I heard footsteps. So I jumped out and there was this little... I went, Rah! And there was this little boy... Oh, no. ..who was about five who started crying. Oh, James. So I had to hide. Bad. <laughs> and then... Uh, bad. And then, um, <laughs> like, about ten minutes later, I saw this little boy and he went, That's the monster! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> when he saw me. Right, yes, you're banned from doing that in the Which future. Is, uh, <laughs> it's normally tricks I get with two of these, yeah. <laughs> these places. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the the really interesting thing about that visit as well was that we... So we, we sort of wandered back through mm. the quarry, back to the the, um, the sort of English heritage little shop bit, um, went to buy some gifts. Yeah. Um, and we were chatting to the um, the start, like the, the, the man and the woman that were working there. Yeah. And... Um, we were just we were just telling them about like how how amazing we thought it was, and we just said, you know, did you ha- have you had any kind of experiences um, in in that castle, or you know, um, and and they said, well, not not personally, no, but there was, I mean, yeah, like do you want me to tell? Yeah, you t- yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, um, there, you know, there was um, a visitor um, who had kind of been out walking in the the quarry bit. And he'd sort of finished the walk and he, he kind of came in and just apparently looked sort of white as a sheet, you know, um, and sort of asked them, you know, do you have any, um, any, I don't know, um, actors working today? So, sort of, um, you know, any, anyone doing sort of performances, things like that? And they said, no, we don't have, we don't have anything like that today. And he said, well, you know, I've just seen a little boy in sort of Victorian or maybe not even Victorian, probably way before that even, um, clothing sitting down playing with one of those hoop hoop toys yeah. you know and um and they said no we've, we've never had anything like that so yeah that 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 was the, the story they told us when we kind of mentioned it and and I sort of I probably shouldn't have said this but I sort of said to the said to them I was like so so do you have to sort of um do you go down there on your own then they're like yeah we have to go and shut everything up at night I was like, so you have to walk through that quarry bit and then go lock up the castle yourself. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, God. Through all the floors in the dark. Oh, well, my it? word. I was like, wow, you're brave. <laughs> <laughs> God. But they, um, yeah, this person was terrified, weren't they? And they said that no one, had, you know, they see everyone that goes through because they have to go through the, yeah. the end and yeah. no one had been in dressed, dressed up. Just and, like that, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know about you, but, yeah, I definitely could imagine... I've seen seen something like that there. Mm. Just yeah, it's a really really beautiful beautiful place yeah, to visit. I really really recommend. We're it. gonna have to go back when they've um, renovated and, yeah. and put the new yeah all the new uh, displays and everything. It'd be yeah. really fascinating. Yeah. 
Belsay Castle, definitely. Brilliant. So, you, you've you've had some poltergeist experience now. Mm-hmm. Um, would you consider that very different to the residual um, experiences you've had? Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, this is again. It's just been noises that I've heard. You know, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't say at this point it's it's really that different um apart from the door opening yeah and what was the thing in the car where you were really freaked out when i parked outside my house um i came out and you were like you'd heard you thought an animal excuse me you thought an animal was in the car and you were really freaked out oh, and like yeah, looking at it what was that yeah i don't know i just heard some like scuff like something i don't know like a like rappers being, you know, scuffled in the car. I don't, I don't know what it was. I was worried that there was like a mouse in there or something. Yeah, you were freaked out. I was like, there's a mouse. I think there's a mouse in the car. I mean, there could be a logical, logical explanation for yeah. that one, but you were really freaked out, weren't you? But yeah, I just didn't know what that was. And um, I think I was in the car with Isla and Aggie as well. And I was just like, I don't know what that, I don't know what that is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That could have just been, that could have been anything, you know. But yeah. So what what do you think it is? You know you know my viewpoints, but what what do you feel like poltergeist activity is? Well, it's hard to say, but I mean, there's so many different theories on it, isn't there? I mean, for me, um, the the idea that it's a kind of energy, I guess, um, but you know where that energy is coming from, whether that's kind of linked to a person. Or, you know, I don't know. It could. It's 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 hard to know, and I think I suppose it depends on the kind of type of experience you have as well. You know, something knocking on a door, or footsteps. You know, that seems to me very kind of human. Mm. You know, um, so. But there will be some people that are listening to this, and I want I want to be really clear mm. that when we say knocking on the door. It's unmistakable someone knocking. knocking on the very door on the room that you're in. It's not like it could be the neighbours shuffling around or it's it's no. a very specific knock on the door. So, yeah. you know, the, the people do try and, and debunk things in that. You know, I'm one of the first to do that, as, as you know. Um, mm. You know, I'm very kind of critical of everything. Um, mm. You know, I try and whittle away every experience. Mm. Um you know, when I said I saw those hands, that, that could easily be light that I've, you know, miss, mm. misseen and you know, formed a, a picture in my head rather than it being that. Yeah. But, but some things, you know, that moan was, was a human moan. And, and we did, yeah. you know, we, we did listen out in case someone else in that building and there wasn't. And those knocks, yeah. you know, and the toilet seat, you know, I, I tried everything to make that toilet seat go down. There was no other yeah. explanation, even... An earth, I would, you know, say an earthquake yeah. would have probably not moved that seat uh, yeah. one and a half inches. I think I'm quite sort of quick to sort of doubt, like doubt myself sometimes, and I, I think, you know, sometimes I can just be like, oh, it's probably just me like hearing something else. Or, we've we've spoken know. about this as well, haven't we? Because there, there are people that I've had experiences with. So one I talk about is is my friend David, where mm. um, we we saw a residual. What what's known as the Grey Lady, who's been seen for centuries in Brompton by Sodden. 
and he was with me. Creepy place. <laughs> one creepy place. Yeah, yeah, but I've spoken a bit about, well, I've, I've done <laughs> two-hour interviews about that place. <laughs> yeah, um, not a nice place, but anyway, um, mm. yeah, this this basically, like like in the films, it was a, a like a cloud of smoke or a mist who formed into a woman, as a, imagine smoke mist solidified into a woman in in like a toga that strolled with great confidence mm. and then fizzled out. You know, maybe mm. oh, what would it be ten meters along? Now he he was Gosh. with me. Mm. We both saw that as as clear as day. To the point that he would not, if 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 we were meeting, he would ring me and we'd meet at the end of the road. He wouldn't even come near the house. Mm. And yet, you talk to him about it now. Like, he was terrified. He ran. And he was, you know, if you spoke about it for weeks after, he would tell you exactly what he saw, exactly as it is in my memory now. And if you speak to him now, he goes, well, I yeah, I thought I saw that, but it could have been anything. Mm-hmm. And it, there's almost, with some people, most people, there's this almost... And whether it's, we, we've gotten to the philosophy, haven't we, before, whether it is purposeful, whether whatever the paranormal is, purposely makes certain people doubt themselves because they weren't ready to experience it, mm. or, to, or whether it is just a psychological thing because we're told that it's ridiculous and impossible, so therefore you, you, you lesser it, the same as some people do with trauma even. Mm. Um, so whether it's because it's ridiculous or it was something for da- for David then was terrifying. Mm. Um, I've had other experiences where, in fact, David's brother, um, I know he listens to the show, so hello, Sam. Um, mm-hmm. The show wouldn't even be possible without Sam. Sam, Sam gave me the laptop to oh. record on. Um, so Sam had an experience where he, um, he woke up to a, a lady when he was on honeymoon in Italy mm. um, at the end of his bed, and at the time, not long after, he'd say, "You know, I definitely saw her. it. Was definitely a woman. It was in, yeah. you know, there yeah. in the room, one hundred percent." But you talk to him now, and he's like, "Well," and it's interesting where yeah. where certain people do do that, and other people, that seems to be less. Mm. I think as time goes by, as well, you kind of can start to convince yourself that actually you probably didn't see something, mm. or it was just you were just having a dream, or you know, unless you really kind of vividly like you know make like write that down or write exactly down what like what you saw you know so perhaps it is it is important for people to kind of record that stuff down um because like you say it can it can be influenced by you know going through trauma or grief or you know um other things like that i mean you know those those sounds that i heard or those these things that i've experienced mm-hmm. i wasn't going through anything particularly you know, the footsteps in the mill, perhaps could, I, I was very tired because I was awake most of the night, but um, it was just strange that it was, you know, the same. Yeah. Um, and it isn't something you'd want to hear, is it, that, that it scared you? No. It did scare me, yeah, because I was kind of on my own in, in this, you know, this really old place and the room I was staying in was already quite sort of, <laughs> it was just, you know, it's beautiful, but quite a little bit creepy, you know, Um and uh, yeah, I, f- I felt like being in that room. I was like, definitely going to see a ghost in here. <laughs> like, it's just. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't see anything. Thankfully, I just, <laughs> just heard it. But yeah. So the la- the last thing, um, there was one more experience in this mm-hmm. house, where I was in bed 
and I was like, I saw something, and I got I even got to the end of the bed, and I was looking round. There was nothing there. Mm. And what did you say? I said, I thought I just saw a cat's tail. Or was it? No, you you said to me because I was like, I've just seen something, and I tr- I tried not to say something to you because yeah. I didn't want to scare you because I know it. You get freaked out by the stuff that happens around me. Yeah, but, just in my just in this house went, as well. You went. Have you just seen a cat, a black cat? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I was like, yes, <laughs> specifically did. I saw a, a cat. What well, I I thought it was a real cat. I didn't yeah. think it was. It was like in the corner of my eye. I just saw a black cat. Yeah, this course. cat walked in. It's not a good omen, is it? <laughs> well, it depends on culture. So certain cultures um, see a black cat as a very positive omen. Mm. Other cultures see it as something very negative. Mm. On a boat as well, you know, there's different yeah, yeah. different superstitions, which is. Yeah. It's all fascinating as to why, and it also is if you see a cat behind you or in front of you. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, that that was that was interesting because I thought it was actually a cat had walked in and somehow yeah. got in, and we need to put it out. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that okay. that was an interesting one. Yeah. That's never anything else like that in this house. Though. No. That that was just a one off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe at that time every year, mm. that cat walks in. That cat comes in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just before we go, why why you you've been with me and you've you've seen mm. that stuff does happen around me not as much mm. as other people have because we haven't been in mm. certain areas much and you've not actually been in my house that much because mm. you don't like it. Um, no, what, why do, why do you think it is? Well, why do why do you why do I think that you've got? Yeah, not going? not just me, but but people people like me. Why why does certain activity occur? Do you think? Just your opinion. I don't know. I think maybe um, you're kind of more connected to it in a in a way. I think perhaps there are certain people that just are um, have that have that kind of openness or something in their their brain, something in their mind, something about their person that actually maybe attracts it. Is you know in the same way that um, like a medium can access something whatever we believe that is that they're accessing that perhaps you're able to um receive and see and hear um on a kind of different level um you know for me I just have always felt a bit closed off to that kind of thing but I think perhaps a little bit purposefully as well you know I've always been quite (laughs) a little bit strict haven't I about you know in this house that I live in and I have to stay in on my own sometimes, you know, I, I, I don't really want to know about certain things because, um, I'll get, I'll get a bit, get a bit creeped out, you know, if I'm here on my own, but yeah, I know there was a really nice, a nice thing, um, if I can just add one more, one more thing, um, that you said, um, when I was, I had COVID, I think it was, no, I think this was before I had COVID, I had something very much like COVID, um, last last year and I was really really poorly with it um and really anxious and really scared and I kind of remember you just sort of saying that you you said that um you saw this sort of golden shimmering Mm. light or something just Mm. by my bed when I was kind of out of it you know it's kind of really out of it and you just said I've just I think it was one of your ancestors it was the air was just kind of shimmering next to you yeah. yeah and it was very similar to a time when I was in absolute despair yeah. last last year, start of last year, and mm. 
I remember it was really, and, and this figure of, of light, I don't think I've spoken about this, mm. kind of what, I was asking for my grandfather, you know, yeah. and, and then this, this figure, I even got a photograph mm. of, of like, it just gone, you know, because it was so mm. clear yeah. of, of this light emitting in the room. Yeah. Um, and it was very similar to that, which what made me think it was one of your ancestors. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, it's like the light was slightly shimmering and, and glistening. Yeah. I found that really, really beautiful and really helpful. Um, just to kind of know that one of my ancestors was watching and, mm. you know, I find I, f I get great comfort from that. And I think that is a kind of place that I go to, you know, if I sort of close my eyes or meditate, I don't really meditate very often, but, you know, as a sort of way of relaxation, it's, it's you know, a place that I go to for comfort just to say that, you know, all of these people that came before me that I'm related to are sort of watching over me. Um, which is is something that um, in times, you know, where I've really been struggling with, you know, physical illness, mental health, anything like that, it's been really, you know, and so I think, yeah. And one of your ancestors was a medium, of course. Yeah, yeah. So um, my great aunt, my great auntie Alice, um, she uh, was, a, yeah, a Scarborough, Scarborough-based woman, um, and she used to... Uh, sort of invite my mum and her brothers and sisters around for tea and she would uh, read their tea leaves, read their palms. Um, she also had a crystal ball. Um, so one of the songs on the new album is about her. So what to explain the album? And yeah. Who, you, who you're doing it with and what you're called? Yeah, so, um, so the album's called Short Stories and it's um, written with a really, really dear friend of mine, Adam Gardner, um, we're called Weaver Birds, and all the stories are um, about our ancestors. So we've sort of done a lot of research on ancestry. We've completely nerded out on ancestry. I mean, I've been doing my family tree for about 12 years or something, so it's absolutely huge. But what, what we decided to do was um, research, you know, one, one person, you know, just a few select people and find stories about their you know, you know, very significant stories in their life, journeys that they made, um, tragedies, you know, um, and try and just bring those stories to life through through these these kind of folky, folky songs, you know. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're still working on it. Um, we've written most of the songs now, although, you know, the more research we do, the more... <laughs> The more stories that come out, oh, God, that needs a song. That really needs a song on the album. So there may end up being two albums at this rate. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, it's really exciting, and um, yeah, it's again, it's just really helped me connect with kind of my ancestry and you know who I am and my roots. And a lot of those roots are kind of here in Scarborough with the sort of fishing families, mm. and you know. Um, we visited the, the National, uh, the, the Maritime Heritage Museum, didn't we? Not the National, just the Maritime Heritage Museum in Scarborough. Um, and that was that was really amazing, just kind of um, getting an idea of kind of what my ancestors were doing and, yeah. you know, in the fishing fleets and things. So, yeah, it's, it's a really, really lovely thing to do, to sort of feel more connected, you know, and I'm sort of wondering, you know, I wonder if they're, they're sort of um, happy with these songs and, <laughs> you know looking down on me and thinking oh that's lovely she's brought that story to life and you know 
something quite special. But yeah, it's really been a labour of love for us both. So yeah, we're looking forward to sharing it with you. You have to um, put, put maybe the, the one about the, your medium Alice yeah. on, on, the, uh, on the show one day. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to play that play that for you guys. That would be amazing. Well, Miss Godbold, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, I'll let you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. <laughs>